Time for the Friday edition of Hancock and Kelly. You two belong together. John Hancock, Michael Kelly on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Well, hello there and happy Friday, St. Louis. It feels like it's uh, the middle of May here in downtown St. Louis. Sun is out. Uh, sun was mighty low this morning. Boy, it was mighty right low. in your eye, wasn't it? I almost died. What? Yeah, so I, I I pull out of the subdivision there. Uh-huh. You know, God's country. Lovely day. The sun's out. I uh, start heading east. Get right on the highway there, Michael. Uh-huh. The sun is on the top of the street, on the road, on the highway. It's right there. Okay. Did I you put, have your sunglasses on? I did. Okay. I I pulled the visor down. Okay. Couldn't see a thing. Even with the sunglasses. Yes. Okay. It is, I mean, it was blinding. Uh-huh. And the guy in front of me, which I couldn't see until I got right up on him, where he had his brake lights on. Uh huh. And then you go to the, you know, my 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 windshield was dirty and had a little splatter or a little stuff. smudge on it, did it? So I went to hit the juice on the uh, no juice. Uh huh. And the wipers are whoosh, so it makes the noise out, but no yeah, yeah, juice is no coming juice. out. Yeah. And and the wipers are going, and I've got a thing on my one of my windshield wipers. Something's gone wrong. Um, it's got a, a a little smudge. No, it's a, it's got a, a piece of it's hanging off. Hey. And so the piece that's hanging off rubs against the window and leaves a line of stuff there. Yeah. You can't see it. I got no juice okay. and I'm driving. The sun's in my eyes. The guys in front of me keep breaking on his lights and, uh, it was horrible. Yeah. I almost died. But you survived. Where exactly did you almost die? Like at two seventy and forty, times. or no. oh, several uh, times. So right, right at the first one, I got on the highway, <laughs> yeah, I almost yeah, died, yeah. and then okay. uh, then I got to about Mason Road, right, and I almost died, and then wow. uh, it made it past uh, right around um, right around Clayton one seventy. I'm beginning to wonder if died. this is really the sun, and, then, and it may be the actual operator uh, of the it vehicle. It may have been uh, somewhere around Hampton. Uh-huh. I almost Cause, died because there were several and, instances. And then yeah. I got, and then, and then, you got to get off the on Eleventh Street yeah. there. I almost died, yeah. and and uh, but I made it. I'm here. Well, so many people are almost dying. I don't know about you, but I feel like everybody I know is either down with COVID or the flu. Yes. I've got about uh, literally a dozen people in my life who are just uh, sick, yes. sick, sick, yes. sick, and I uh, it. Um, I don't know. And, you know, I said, do you have COVID? And they're like, no, I don't have COVID. They got the flu. Something. They got yeah. something. Uh, even Tula was sick. Tula? Uh, all week. Yeah. She was had the stuff running through her, the nose and everything. Yeah. Well, it's just, and by the way, there's nothing more miserable than Tula's being my granddaughter. sick. Yeah. There's nothing more miserable than being sick when the weather and the sun's out. Like, yeah. I don't mind being sick when I'm cold. I don't want to be sick, period. But Nobody when it's cold and it's snowy and it's dreary, it's like, okay, I'll sit here on the couch and just... Uh, make myself feel better over the next day or two. Yeah. When it's nice outside and you're on your deathbed, ugh, that stinks. Yeah, it's no good. Uh-uh. Uh, and uh, yeah, and the, and it is nice outside. It's the uh, sun's out there and uh, everything's good. Just a week ago, one week ago today, right? We were shoveling our driveways. Think oh, about that. You mean Georgian was shoveling no, the driveway? No. You shoveled the driveway? <laughs> yes, and. Uh, so first, I came home because uh-huh. we were at we were playing snooker, and Yo, you said we got to get out of here. I said, John, I, I got to go. This weather's, <coughs> the weather's bad. bad. Yeah, <clears throat> so I I pull into my neighborhood. There. There's a big hill uh-huh. coming up in the neighborhood. I pushed a car, Michael. Hey now, uh, got out. Uh, got out of my car. I pushed a and car. And your loafers up there. I had my uh, sketchers. Okay. On. 
And I pushed a car up the hill. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And then I got home feeling like. I'm a man. Yes. Uh-huh. I shoveled the driveway. Wow. My wife came downstairs. <laughs> oh, boy. She came downstairs. She looked outside and she says, oh, my gosh, somebody shoveled our driveway. As if, <laughs> as if it was one of the neighbors. Yeah, well, it couldn't have been you. I am somebody. Hey, tell the Jesse, truth. Did some kid come walking by with no, a shoveling you off on 30 bucks? Buddy, I shoveled the driveway. Nearly a century of informing, entertaining, and serving St. Louis. KMOX. And welcome back to the Voice of St. Louis. It's none other than KMOX. You can listen to us on eleven twenty a.m. Yeah. Or if you want to listen to us in stereo, you can go to ninety eight point seven FM. Yeah, of course, over there we sound like hello NPR. How are you? Fresh air. Yes. With Michael Kelly. And John Hancock. Indeed. And we can always download the Odyssey app. You can punch in KMOX. You can go back. You can rewind. Yeah. You can hear talk, Hancock talking about dying not once, not twice, but almost three times. No, it's four times. Four times almost today four on times. the road. Uh, so I'm kind of, if I'm a cat, I'm like halfway done. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. Well, somebody who did die was Alex uh, Navalny. He, of course, was the resistance to uh, Vladimir Putin in Russia. Uh, Russia continues to hold his body, um, and uh, uh, Vladimir Putin just continues to do this right here in front of the whole world. He continues to execute murder, shoot out of the sky all of his enemies. Uh, yet, John Hancock, we continue to watch a lot of people, uh, particularly in your side of the aisle, uh, seem to want to embrace Russia. Yeah, I don't get it. What's going on, brother? I, I really don't know. Uh, it's It's inexplicable to me. That I mean, this guy is a murderous thug. Uh, he's he is a malign actor, and he is going about the business right now of invading another country, Ukraine. He started ten years ago in Crimea, and of course, the U.S. did nothing then. This time, he goes into Ukraine. Uh, two years ago tomorrow, he goes into Ukraine, and you know what. Vladimir Putin thought it was going to be a two-week campaign to march to Kiev, um, ended up being two years plus of uh, entrenched ground warfare, and he's lost. Uh, I don't know what his casualty count is now, but at one point it was like 180,000 wow. dead or wounded soldiers of the Russian army. And here in in America, we can't seem to find a consensus. I actually think we do have a consensus. I think there is a consensus in the country and in the Congress that the U.S. ought to be supporting the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians fighting for their country. Uh, but it's being held up by, you know, a small number of voices. Two of them from right here in Missouri. Well, yeah. Eric both, Schmidt and Scott, Josh Hawley. Yeah, both of our senators voted against Ukraine aid, but it got 70 votes in the U.S. Senate. And uh, the Speaker of the House is at present uh, keeping it from reaching a vote on the floor of the House. I do think it would pass on the floor of the House, and I think it would pass overwhelmingly. And I think a majority of the people in this country believe that it is a proper and prudent use of American resources to be supporting Ukraine to fight this battle. And if the Ukrainians can repel the Russian army from their country, that's going to have a profound impact in world affairs. Conversely, if Russia is allowed to just plow through and take over a sovereign country like that, that too 
will have a profound impact on the globe, and it's a profound impact we're not going to like. Yeah, and uh, we are expecting an announcement from the White House uh, and the administration later about more sanctions on Russia. Once we understand exactly what they are, we'll come back and we'll comment on that. Uh, Let's move on to South Carolina. That'd be the next primary that's going to take place uh, for the Republicans. Nikki Haley continuing to have plenty of money, uh, but maybe not the votes, uh, to make a challenge to Donald Trump. I think it's anticipated that Donald Trump will win handily tomorrow. Uh, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, likely to face defeat there. But she's going to continue to roll on forward, John, because as you know, uh, campaigns don't die. They run out of money. And guess what? She's cash rich. Yeah, she's she's raising money, um, you know, barring some sort of surprise tomorrow. She's going to lose South Carolina by double digits, probably more than 20 points, maybe 30 points. And it will march on. I think there's a Michigan primary right around the corner, and then you have Super Tuesday. And I think her campaign survives through Super Tuesday probably. But, you know, it's hard to it's hard to see a path where Nikki Haley becomes the nominee, barring some sort of external event. You, you talked about it when we were on with with Scott and Debbie, that, you know... The, it's gonna have to, he's either going to have to go to jail, uh, go bankrupt, or have some type of major health issue. Yeah. And I think that's what she's waiting for, right? Don't you? Probably. You know, and her rhetoric against Trump has been much more uh, pointed of late. You know, when she entered the presidential race with all those other candidates a year ago, plus... Um, you know, they were all of them, uh, except for Chris Christie, were kind of docile towards Donald Trump. And now Nikki Haley's really taking it to him. Whether it's going to do any good or not remains to well, be seen. And as it relates to South Carolina, you can't help but notice the contrast of, you know, everybody wanted to run for president from South Carolina. We've had Lindsey Graham run against Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump emasculated him, brought him to heel to be his little puppy on his leg. Then you had Tim Scott ran. Same thing. These two guys folded like a cheap suit for Donald Trump. And the woman from South Carolina, she seems to be the only one showing any backbone to the former president. Yeah, you know, and I think, um, you know, as you look back as a political pundit, I guess is kind of what we are. Nikki Haley, if she were the Republican nominee for she'd president. She'd annihilate the current president. She would. Uh, in the, con- in the political you're context. talking 42 states probably. I mean, uh, the kind of landslide we've not seen since Reagan. But, uh, but that's not going so, to be the matchup. So that's why it's hard for those of us, you know, independents and Democrats to watch this and not believe that what's going on with Donald Trump is a cult. Because if this was truly about winning the White House, Donald Trump would be the last person the Republican Party would be putting up. He's the only one who's getting beat by Joe Biden in the polls. Any of these folks, any of these other folks would come. Yet, John, when you bring this conversation up inside your party or in political discourse, people look at you like you're crazy. Why would you be for anybody other than Donald Trump? And it feels like a cult to those of us who are like, this isn't about winning. This is about a single individual. Well, I don't think it's a cult as much, sure as, looks it, like as, as, much as it is that the Republican Party has changed. And the folks that identify as Republicans um, are fundamentally different than they were a decade ago. And, you know, when... When um, but, but, when but, we were nominating McCain and Romney in those elections not so long ago, 
those primaries were made up of 60% who had college degrees or more in the Republican primary. Today, the Republican primary electorate is 60% plus yeah, high school education or less. And so it's a it's a different party. It's I agree, but I renew my motion that it's about the individual because there's not much difference between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. In fact, uh, Ron DeSantis kind of outmagged Donald Trump on a lot of things. There was not much difference between Tim Scott and Donald Trump. I can continue to go down the list. Now, Nikki Haley and Chris Christie, absolutely. Traditional old school Republicans, potentially. But the reality is, is most of those other candidates were all running just like Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's the one person who can't beat the current president. It's a cult. Well, I don't think it's a cult, but he certainly has struck a chord with a lot of Republican voters. There are people listening right now that don't understand how you and I don't see that Donald Trump is the answer to America's problems. But uh, I don't believe he is. Well, uh, but he's going to be the Republican nominee for president. Those people probably have been paying a lot of attention to Fox News and to the House Investigative Committee and to the impeachment opportunity of Joe Biden. They were the Republicans had been warned by the Department of Justice. They had been warned by folks that their informant who said that they had all this information that shows that John that Joe Biden had taken five million dollars was actually getting false information from Russia. Guess what? That informant has now been arrested. Fox News has gone mute on this subject, John Hancock, and it appears as though the impeachment of Joe Biden should and is dead. Well, I don't know if it's dead because they're going to keep pursuing it. But, you know, I think one of the one of the unfortunate outcomes of the polarized politics that we're all living in is that the impeachment process as a, as a process uh, has become trivialized. So we just impeached a couple of weeks ago the Secretary of Homeland Security. It's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. They're trying to impeach Joe Biden. Donald Trump was impeached twice. In uh, you know, it used to be an impeachment process was one of the most um, important and rare things that you would see happen in the Congress. There was a judge that was impeached and convicted, I want to say, 20, 25 years ago. And that's just that was a rarity to have that happen. And now it's just become part of our political fighting is to just impeach whoever you don't like. And that's not good for democracy. Well, and they're also taking it to a lower level. Now we're going to go after uh, cabinet officials. The Democrats haven't done that to this point. They went after Donald Trump. And from my perspective, and I think most Americans' perspective, they went after him on solid legal grounds. Having said that, John Hancock, will this upcoming election for president be about Donald Trump? Will it be about Russia? Will it be about Israel? I'll tell you what it's going to have a big flavor of is abortion and the antiquated policies. And then this ruling that comes out of Alabama the other day as it relates to IVF, it takes a lot of pro-lifers and puts them in a spot where now they're in contrast with the Republican Party as well. Yeah, I mean, that you know, this has been a controversy for a long time in vitro fertilization uh, and what happens. It's been the subject of a lot of court battles between spouses who become ex-spouses and you've got fertilized eggs. Who do they belong to? Uh, can those children come to fruition if the if both spouses are not in agreement? I mean, it, it's it's a lot more complex law than what the Alabama Supreme Court decided well, the other day, or the way that the state of Missouri and others have passed legislation that bans abortion in all circumstances. And now this IVF falls in it. We've got to step aside. We're back after the news right here on KMOX.
Time for the Friday edition of Hancock and Kelly. You two belong together. John Hancock, Michael Kelly on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Well, yesterday morning I wake up. Yeah. About seven That's o'clock in the morning. It's a good thing to wake up. In it's morning. my mother's birthday. Her uh, birthday. Yesterday. Barb Kelly's yes. birthday's turning. Uh, right. So uh, I immediately go to grab my telephone because, yeah. I mean, this this is the reason I'm here. It's a happy birthday. Wish. Right. To, Your dear mother. My phone says SOS. I can't make a phone call. SOS. SOS. Uh, the bars were gone. I couldn't make a phone call Same all old. day yesterday till about 1 o'clock. My phone, my entire offices were out. And, you know, I, I did away with the landlines at our offices right, yeah. and just went to cell phones only. Yeah. We were immobilized yesterday till till about 1 o'clock. I, we talk. had a bunch of conference calls we were supposed to have, et cetera. Uh, did it hit you? Did it affect you? <clears throat> my phone was working perfectly. Really? Yesterday. And uh, I got up and I used it. Really? I made, I made phone calls, Michael. I, did you know this was going on? Like, did you well, try to I call like me, for it. instance? I heard, well, so my, <laughs> my dear daughter, uh-huh. you know, she uh, she told us in the family text thread yesterday right, that if this is uh, the apop- apocalypse and the grid is going out, then we need to have a plan. Ah. And the plan, apparently, is everybody goes to my house. <laughs> yeah, there you so, go. Yeah. So, uh, Do you have a code word like, uh, you know, uh, I jambalaya, know, I know what which means everybody happen. go there? Let me tell you, if the, if the world is going to, to hell... The last place you want to be is my house. I got, I got. There's no food. Well, you in there. got all those survival merit badges. Uh, well, I, you can no. go out there out back and shoot a deer. No, and that is true. Start a fire. That is true. <laughs> uh, I, but I couldn't shoot a deer because I don't have a gun. Good for you. Uh, but I, I could, uh, you know, I could, I could probably figure out a way to, you yes, know, get a deer. So, so then, you know, at about so Jan would have to. You know, do all the stuff to it. I, you know, Noon or one o'clock, the phone started to come back yesterday. So I, I, I called up my mother and yeah. wished her a happy birthday. And she says my phone had been out. Her phone had been out. Her all phone morning. was out. Yeah, her. How phone does it was happen out? where it affects you and not me? Well, I have AT and T. I do too. Huh. And I mean, it's a I, conspiracy. Well, something happened. Do you think there. it's Q that's doing it to us? Was it QAnon that was going out there and taking all the Democrats' well, phones they, away? Well, they, they came out with a statement, AT&T. It was a uh, glitch, Oh, uh, is what they said. I uh, thought they thought it was a solar flare. Well, it's it, which, a.k.a. glitch. And uh, yeah. it, they had a glitch, and it was what they said. It was not uh, a nefarious, you know, bad uh-huh. actor out there, nobody... You know, playing around right. with the software and stuff. and uh, No, no. It was a glitch. A glitch. Mm-hmm. Well, so finally then yesterday we we assembled uh, to celebrate my mother's birthday. Oh, and we nice. went to a dive bar. Yeah. I, now, I, I hope they don't mind me calling it a dive bar, but there's a place called Tubby's in St. Charles. Been there. You have? I have. It's in, it's in a bowling alley. Yeah, right. Right there next to Lindenwood. Yes. Buddy, I, I'm I've telling you right there. now, you, you, there's lines out the door to get into I this know. place. Well, I ran into the like, county executive out there, Steve Aylman. Yeah, yeah, they only have like eight, ten tables in there, right? I mean, it's yeah, yeah, and the little bar. I've been there, right? And so there we are. We did Kelly's. We got we got our mother there. We're all there celebrating. I see Steve Aylman, who by the way is wasting away to nothing. Is that right, buddy? He, I bet the guy's lost a hundred pounds. He's lost a hundred pounds. I don't know that he's lost a hundred, but he was a large man like myself. Yeah. And he come walking in, and I thought, well, who's this tall, waifish-looking dude? It's Steve Aylman. Wow. I, uh, in fact, I said to him, I said, are you sick? And yeah. he goes, no, I've he's been working watching. Out. Yeah, well, working he's, out. Yeah, he's working out. Buddy, he looks great. 
Huh. And it was great to see him. And he said to me, it's about time you discovered one of the best little uh, haunts in all of St. Charles. Do yeah. you have a dive bar you like to go to? Well, down the street, uh, Dave's World Famous. What? Dave's World Famous. I've heard of that before. It's amazing. It's, well, it's world, fact, famous. it's world Famous. Yeah. And, and uh, they've got these burgers in there, Michael. Uh-huh. Um, maybe the best hamburger I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what they do is they, they put it on the thing there. And then they, you know, they grill it, and then uh, then they put it on the bun. It's yeah. it's, it's amazing. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Well, there's another place. By, by the way, maybe some people have got some ideas of some good dive bars. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred. I'll tell you another great dive bar yeah. that I bet you and George Ann haven't been to. But All this right. place is famous, famous, famous. Okay. And it's on Manchester Road, just off of Hampton Avenue, called Filoni's. Filoni's. Did you ever go to Filoni's back in the day? I think maybe I have. The fa- it's a family that owns it. Guess what their name is? The Filoni family. Yeah, and they um, they they sing there. They have music. They that you the know like the bartender Filonis. will walk around and sing and yeah, yeah. it's great. And their pizza's top notch, buddy. But when really? you walked in, you if I said to you, hey, go over to Filoni's, you'd be like, pull up out front. You'd be like, oh, Kelly says the food's good in here. And then you walk in, and it's just a good old place. And there's nothing better. Than just a good old dive bar that you can hang out with with good food and nice people. Yes, that sounds wonderful. Yes, and they're singing. They're singing to they're you. Si- out oh, there buddy, at you would fit right in over at Filoni's with uh, you know, walking around and singing a little Sinatra. Well, I could do that. Yeah, I could sing a tune. Now, I wonder you? if they let you sing for your supper over there. Maybe, no, 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 no. You got to pay for your you supper. Pay for the food. But the, the but the pizza and and the food there is fabulous. Let me Tubby's ask you about the pizza. Is, Dave is, world it a, famous? is it a thin crust? Of course, it's a it's a St. Louis bar. What do you think they're having Chicago style at a St. Louis bar? I don't know. No, it's perfect thing St. Louis style pizza. Does it have the uh, what you call them on the cheese? The Provel? Yeah. I'm sure it is Provel. It's pretty good cheese. Yeah. It's nice crust, and uh, it's good stuff. I like a good dive bar. There's a, there's another place in St. Charles. I know all the places in St. Charles. Yeah. Like, called the Corner Bar, I'm which is another there. dive bar out in St. Charles that you can go to. And I love those kind of places. You know, places that maybe not everybody goes to. What's the what's the place on, on Manchester? You? The old uh, the village. The Inn. village. The village inn yeah. right there at uh, Manchester yeah. and um, just west of two seventy. Uh, yeah, Manchester and two seventy. Yeah. No, it would be east of two seventy. Well, east west. Well, it's important for those of us who actually understand directions and where we're going. You know, I get confused about east and west. Do you? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I've all my whole life. I've been. Uh, I can't. Uh, when you out. were coming downtown today, were you going eastbound or yeah, westbound? I was going east. Yeah, but but you know, somebody tell you you go east on such and such road means yeah. nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, but always try to put in the back of your mind which way is the arch because the arch from wherever you're at, as long as you're on the Missouri side, should be east or north or south depending on where you're at. Well, right? see, that's where you that's where you lose me. Well, you don't because you uh, got you got there's like four different directions. Dude, I do not believe that you have a navigation merit badge on compasses and stuff. I've got the orienteering. You don't know badge. yeah, right, you don't know east, west, north, south. I don't. You don't know where you're going. Right and left is difficult. Now, apparently you're going to be the one that uh, helps us to, all survive. I used to have, a, used to have a freckle on my right hand. Uh, it's gone now. Is that how you knew which hand was your right yeah, hand? Yeah, because when I was in grade school, you ever do the parachute in grade, yeah, grade school? Yeah, where you, whoosh, yeah, you and get, everybody yeah. gets under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so uh, they and the the gym teacher, uh, Mr. Lott, uh-huh. Mr. Arthur Lott, 
Right. A, a lot. He was about six foot nine. I bet he was a lot. He huh? was a lot. Yeah. And he would say, you grab that uh, parachute with your right hand. Uh-huh. So I'd have to find the freckle, and there it was, and I'd grab the parachute there. And But, yeah, right and left is, is You know how difficult. I knew it when I was a kid? Yeah. So make an L with both of your hands. All right. One makes an L. And the other one makes a backwards L. The backwards L would be your right. You know what's hard though. The left would be the one that makes the L. Huh? Yeah. So we've got the alphabet that? board now with uh, Tula. Tula. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so they're little magnets that stick on the. And uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> the L, you know, the letters like like a D, for <laughs> yeah. example. You know, it, it's it, I get confused. Sometimes. So I got to experience little Tula today. She FaceTimes you. Does that happen every morning? Uh, yeah. Well, we we have her three days a week. Okay. So, so she FaceTimes her papa. Yeah. And and she says in a declarative manner, "Papa," and then yes. you're expe- and then she starts with the, "Papa." Yeah. She says, "Papa." I mean, buddy, you light her world up. That's I awesome. Her. I love her. She's the best. Hey, man, we got to step aside. With uh, right. we will come back. We've got to talk a little bit about these sanctions going on. Yeah, you Republicans are getting into fights, running for governor. One of you thinks that we ought not treat veterans specially. Um, and, uh, Hey, what's your latest passwords? We'd love to know right oh, here on KMOX. Now back to Hancock and Kelly sponsored by Insperity HR that makes a difference on news radio, 1120 KMOX. Hey, welcome back to Hancock and Kelly. We are waiting for a special report from CBS. That's going to inform us about the latest sanctions that are being implemented by the administration on Russia. I can't believe that we haven't thrown everything at them to this point. I mean, yeah. you would think that uh, once they invaded Ukraine and uh, and now that they've killed Alex, uh, Alex Navalny, that they would have already have had all these sanctions in place. What else can we do to these folks? Well, I, one of the things they've talked about is they've got they've seized all of these yachts and different uh, things uh, from Putin and the oligarchs over there. Uh, one of the things that has been discussed potentially is liquidating those assets and giving that money to Ukraine. Do it. Um, uh, I suppose that would make some sense. I, I got to tell you. Uh, oh, please uh, don't tell me that you're becoming one of them. No. All no, right. No, but I, I've got <laughs> I've got real mixed feelings about these economic sanctions Why? in Russia. Because I think at a certain level it plays into Vladimir Putin's hands. What, that his people are starving yes. and hungry and this yes. is what America's doing to you? Yes. And, um, I, you know, you wonder about that. But I, you've got to – there's got to be something that we can do that actually is going to hurt Putin himself. And I think if we if we focus whatever these sanctions are going to be on that which is directly impactful on Vladimir Putin – in his inner circle, then I'm all for that. Yeah. Uh, but if you're if you're in a situation where the people of Russia are going to be uh, directly impacted, negatively impacted by that, you know, I do think there's an argument that that is helpful for an authoritarian regime that doesn't okay. want to have a bunch of yeah. You know, I don't care. Um, I I don't care that that that, and I understand that people may say, hey, wait, this is. But here's what I don't get. Um, I think back in time, you know, radio, uh, way airwaves had been used to push propaganda in the past. A lot of uh, people, and we're seeing it, uh, there's Russian propaganda that's being yes. pushed via social media right here in the United States. How are we not able to penetrate that bubble of Russia to make sure that the rank and file regular everyday citizen whose kids going over to Ukraine to fight this war 
isn't aware of what Vladimir Putin is up to you know, that's and a, what the real facts of what's happening here are. It's a really interesting question. Um, you know, we had uh, at one time the Voice of America, which was all over the world, and it, it was talking about freedom and that you can be free and you don't have to live in a totalitarian country. Uh, and I am sure that's probably still going on, but you don't hear a lot about that. Uh, and it's very clear that Russia has infiltrated this country with propaganda and all any manner of things. You've got the, the bots on social media that continue to spout the Russian line and you, and it's had some real effect. I mean, shoot, we just had a, uh, the impeachment inquiry in the house was being driven by Russian propaganda. And this is, this is a real threat and, and you know, folks don't want to talk about it, but it's happening well, and, and it, we need to meet it and we need to deal with it. And let's be candid. I mean, if you had turned on Fox News uh, at all over the last couple of years, the number one story outside of the border was this Biden stuff and this supposed witness they had that had all this information. And now that's been proven false. In fact, the individual who's coming forward was working with the Russians uh, as a spy, I guess would be a, another way to put it. And yet there's no cleaning of that up. There's no going back and telling, hey, that was false news that we were putting out there. In fact, this was the Russians. And that narrative continues on. Well, we've kind, my, of, we've kind of known about this particular aspect for a while because the, if you go back to the source of the, what the information was that was being spread by this source is that Hunter Biden was placed on the board of directors of Burisma, a natural gas company in Ukraine. And they were being investigated by, this is the story, they were being investigated by a prosecutor and that Joe Biden went over there and told Ukraine, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you, I'm going to cut your aid off. Yes. Trumpian, so that, that was <laughs> that was the story that was being farmed out there. But the reality of the story, and we've known this for months and months and months, if not a year or more, is that the prosecutor that was there was crooked and he wasn't investigating Burisma. And in fact, the guy that replaced him as the prosecutor did investigate Burisma. So the, the basic fact, factual set was wrong that we were being told at that time. And, you know, now we come to find that it was Russian disinformation. So um, there you have it. Now, can you can you make a case that that uh, that Biden's kid uh, is a bum? Yeah, didn't, yeah, well, didn't belong on the board of a of a Ukrainian right. gas. Yes, you yeah. can make that case absolutely. Uh, and you know, and all of the business dealings and the insider. Uh, yeah, it's not right. He did it was not right. Yeah, no, but right. It's, it's it's no different than what we're witnessing with. Uh, and it, I don't like the whataboutism that's going on in our society right now. Well, what about Jared Kushner? But the reality is, is this happens across the board with these folks Family whose members. families yeah. get into uh, substantial power. I may be the and only guy. We, we, we as partisans seem to only demonize it when the other Absolutely. side's doing it and find excuses for yeah. why our guy's doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not in that camp. And Hunter Biden, you know, is a bad dude or whatever. I may be the only guy that ever got into politics and didn't get rich. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you know, I, I got elected, I served, and I didn't get rich. I, I don't I don't get it. We'd be glad to sit on a board together. In fact, we would share our, our board fee. We could You would get two for one if you'd have Hancock oh. and Kelly sit on your board. We won't agree on much, so you'll be able to say, hey, we got both sides covered. Oh. You give us the check, and we'll split it. We're not greedy. 
Yeah, we can we can divide five million, you, can't we? You may have just stumbled onto something here. Yeah, the Fortune Five Hundred Company. I wonder if Bart Inman needs somebody on his board. Uh, but the Bart Inman board. Hey, maybe maybe you need to get Hancock and Kelly on the board. Yeah, maybe you want Hancock and Kelly to come talk to you about your air conditioner. Because I can tell you all about the air conditioner yeah. thing. It's blowing the cold air out there. Yeah. And uh, maybe your wife's warm. You're going to need maybe it. She's cold. You're going to need the air conditioner. Yeah. That's one thing. The great thing about St. Louis uh-huh. is that you need the heater and the air conditioner. Right. Both need to be in fine working form here in in the middle of America. Yeah, but it is it is uh, it continues. And by the way, I mean it, it happens on both sides. We've seen Blunts, Carnahan's, Ashcrofts, Clays, uh, Corey Bushes. Bush family members, uh, you know, this is nothing new that family members get involved in politics. You may not like it. There, there ought to be laws maybe to change it. But this is happening on both sides. Uh, but when we go out there with this stuff that's coming from Russia and a whole network feeds this information for nearly two years, I mean, there's still people out there, John, who oh, believe sure. yeah. all this. And yeah. I think it's part of the reason they're maybe out there potentially supporting Vladimir Putin, which is still unbelievably mind-blowing to me. Me too. That there are Republicans or anyone out there trying to say anything positive about Vladimir Putin or, hey, we should just let him do whatever well, he wants. It used to be the Democrats. You know, remember yeah. Ron Dellums from California? I mean, it used right? to be the Democrats that were, you know, loved the Soviet Union back we, we, in the we day. We were the ones that were sympathetic, and they were outcasts then. Uh, how come these people aren't becoming outcasts now? Well, we got to get a check on we're, the news. We got a report from CBS coming up about these sanctions, and uh, when and we're going to visit with Kara Spencer about her latest bill nice. that she's introducing here in the city of St. Louis. If you're uh, upset with the way things go and on traffic in St. Louis, you're going to want to hear what she has to say after this on KMOX. It's Mims Billikens basketball action Saturday as they take on George Washington. Pre game 145, tip at two, and you can hear the game on 97.1 FM Talk. Hey, he's John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. Hey, buddy, did you know that it's a little over a month from now we've got another one of those full solar eclipses that's going to happen right here uh, in the St. Louis area? uh, That's where the moon uh, passes in front of the sun. Passes in front of the sun, thereby occluding uh, the light from hitting uh, the earth. Yeah, and it's just a little east of uh, downtown St. Louis that you can go and get into full darkness uh, were you, did you participate in the last one? Did you go out? or uh, The last one was in August of 2018, uh-huh. and I remember it well. It was on August the 23rd of 2018. Okay. Uh, and I remember it because uh, on August the 15th of that year, which would have been eight days before the eclipse, uh. um, the young man that was dating my daughter uh, took me out for a beer. Woo. And uh, we're having a beer. August the 15th, and he uh-huh. says, uh, he says, you know, John, he says, uh, I love your daughter. Oh, boy. That's what I said. <laughs> and he said, and, and, I'd, and I'd, I'd like to marry her. And I said, okay. And then he said, on August 23rd, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to marry her in eight days. Uh-huh. And I said, what? And he said, oh, no, 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 I want to propose to her on August yeah. the 23rd during the eclipse. Yeah. And he did. I gave so, him my blessing, and now he's my son Okay, so did he say, so I would like your blessing? Yeah. Yeah. And what, I, I don't know, that, that's, that's got to be an awkward conversation. No, it's like, awesome. 
Well, I get it, and I mean, it's a loving situation, but right. it is a little antiquated that, like, I'm going to go and ask the father of this girl. Well, that's hey, how it's be all done, right if I, I get it. That's I how know. it's done. Happened uh, about six times at my house. It's, um, uh, yeah, my exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, uh, I remember taking my in-laws out for lunch at Patrick's Did restaurant you? at Westport and asking if it'd be okay if I married their daughter. Yeah. We yeah. had one guy come over, he, you know, was going to ask, and I said to him, I said, tell my dad that you're, you know, come in with your Ronald Reagan button on or something. That'll help sell the deal. <laughs> hey, speaking of Republicans, yeah. buddy, uh, yeah, we got this gubernatorial fight that's going to go yes. on here. So Governor Parsons. And I've got, going, to, I've got to disclose oh, that okay. I am working for a, a, a PAC that is supporting the election of Mike Kehoe. And Mike uh, Kehoe's our uh, lieutenant, the lieutenant governor. governor. Yeah. So I'm, I disclose that because anytime we talk about the governor's race, it's appropriate that I disclose. Well, I, I appreciate that you do that. I had forgotten that. Well, hell, I'd forgotten that he was our lieutenant governor. You know, lieutenant governors really don't do too much, do they? Well, they do a lot. Do they? Okay. Well, they, they the senior citizens, the veterans, the uh, tourism. Well, I'm glad There's you a, brought a up lot of veterans because yeah. that's what I wanted to talk about. So All let's right. go through the who the candidates are. Okay. You got Bill Igel, who's yes. kind of the ringleader of this Freedom Caucus that's causing the all the Senate. stuff down yep. there. You got. Jack, John Ashcroft, or uh, Jay Ashcroft. Ashcroft, who is what? The Secretary He's of State? He's the Secretary of State. Of so Missouri. whatever that person does. And you got Mike Kehoe, who's the lieutenant, lieutenant governor, governor, and whatever they do, they all want to take Mike Parsons' job, who's the governor, who came in after Eric Greitens and that whole mess. Right. On the Democratic side, you have uh, Crystal Quaid, the Democratic leader of the House from Springfield, Missouri. Isn't that a country western singer? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, and then there's a guy named Hamra who's running from Springfield as well. Huh. Um, both of those would like to be the Democratic nominee. Yeah. So we're going to then go towards this August primary. And, buddy, I always thought that the best way to be a Republican was to wrap yourself in the flag, talk a lot about Jesus and veterans, not really do much, but but say that kind of stuff, uh, you know, and et cetera, and, and, and also beat up on Russia. Uh, and that usually was a recipe to be in a successful Republican candidate for, for office. Wait till you hear what Jay Ashcroft said the other day. Listen to this. Listen to this. How can Missouri better support our veterans and active duty military personnel? You know, the first thing we need to do is we need, we need to do what we promised. That's really clear. But, you know, this isn't really probably what you want for your answer to your question. But I don't think we ought to treat people based on classifications. I think we ought to treat everybody equally. And I don't think we ought to say that if you live here, we're going to charge you this, but if you live here, we charge you this. I don't think we ought to say if you're in the military, we give you this discount, but everybody else has to pay twice as much. All right. So help me out here. What's happened in the Republican Party that now, you know, dumping on veterans is also some a smart move, huh? <laughs> uh, you know, that would be um, politically probably an unforced error. Now, I do think what he's trying to communicate there is— No, I heard what he tried to communicate. To, he said everybody it. ought to be he treated the same. He ought to be same. treated the same. Yeah. We and ought I, not that, be treating and, veterans and anything different. principle hey. uh, that he's articulating. And uh, Now, in my, the context of veterans, that principle is not all that popular. My scared keister didn't sign up for the military. Yours right. didn't either. Uh, the people who actually go into the military <laughs> deserve to be held— uh, in in reverence and to have the Secretary of State, a guy who wants to be the governor, talk yes. like that, give me a break. Hey, I don't I'll know, tell you if, who if doesn't. You folks, if you folks are expecting me to defend the country, we're in a bad place. Well, we try to do it with our mouths. But, yeah. hey, if you're talking about somebody who's out there fighting the good fight, let's go to the alderman, 
Kara Spencer from right here in downtown St. Louis. Alderwoman Spencer, welcome to the Hancock and Kelly Show. Good morning. How are you? Great. We're glad to have you on. So you've introduced a piece of legislation to deal with crazy driving in the city of St. Louis, which pretty much could almost be every car that's on our roads these days. Tell us specifically what your bill's going to do and how you believe it can help make a difference. Quite sure feels like it. So I'm introducing it today here just in a few minutes with the Board of Aldermen. Uh, and what it essentially does is it arrests the vehicle from continuing to endanger the general public. Right now, if you are driving recklessly, as you pointed out, many people are. Um, I mean, we're losing lives. It's, it's a really, really dangerous thing to engage in. Uh, when that happens, a police officer has the authority, obviously, to pull you over and write you a ticket. But generally speaking, you go about your evening or your day and you can continue to drive recklessly and, and, and really, you know, continue to pose an, an imminent threat. <clears throat> so what my bill does is authorizes the, the officer, other city officials, to apply a boot right then and there to your car to essentially disable it from from being used as a weapon. Well, uh, like it's are. a fabulous idea, and I'm glad our uh, police have these SUVs because we're going to need about 30 or 40 of these boots in every car because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, the, people aren't stopping. I saw you in an interview yesterday on Channel 2 where you were talking about this and Kara, uh, Alderwoman, uh, I, the same thing that so many of us have seen, all these guys going around on ATVs, circling cars, making people uncomfortable, and not a cop in sight. I know. It was insane. And it truly is. It is an everyday, everyday occurrence. And so, I mean, look, we're, we're not trying to – what we're trying to do here is curb behavior. Um, you know, if you get a ticket, whether or not you show up for court, whether or not a judge issues, you know, charges or whatever is, is yet to be determined. It's clearly not effective. Um, so, you know, being putting that having a boot put on your car, having that inconvenience. Now, what do you do? Um, <clears throat> you know, we're hoping that that uh, really results in just a change in behavior uh, so that this can see an end, you know. We, when we, we did the gun bill uh, just uh, last summer, you know, anecdotally speaking, I'm hearing from downtown residents and neighborhoods as well that, you know, people, kids are not walking around with those AR, what are, you know, those giant guns anymore because of the threat that the police officer can take and process that weapon. And we're looking to do precisely the same thing here with cars. Well, Alderwoman, we thank you kindly for taking a couple of minutes. We wish you the best of luck as you're going to present that bill right at the board here this uh, this morning. The session's almost over. Are you going to get this passed this uh, session? Well, you know, I mean, I hope so. Um, you know, we're going to have some discussion. I've talked with uh, several of my colleagues. Um, you know, there are some concerns, as there always are. Um, but I think, you know, by and large, the general public is looking to our city leadership to take some serious action. This is a real serious problem, and, and I think it warrants a serious, Kara, serious uh, solution. Kara Spencer, the alderman from right here in St. Louis, kind enough to take some time. Uh, Alderwoman, don't be a stranger. Come back and see us soon. Uh, anytime. So you know, John, what the likely concerns are going to be are yeah. the people who are worried about the criminals who are going to be like, well, wait a minute, you know, uh, what what what's going to happen to the, you're taking away this person's right to be able to get to work, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they've kind of given and that right up. And that's the reflexive nature of what's going on. What I appreciate about what the older woman's doing here, she's going straight at the problem. I think too many of us are sick and tired of hearing about, well, what about this guy who's acting bad and what happened to him? I'm with you. Let's fix what happened to him, but that doesn't excuse the bad behavior. Well, and it, and 
you know, with these the way that people are driving down here, they're killing folks. Uh, we just lost a couple of uh, people from Chicago at the Drake concert, what, a week and a half yeah. ago. Uh, In front of the police department. Yeah, right. In front of the police department. Uh, Crime's know, going down, though. So, you know, I, I think solutions like this uh, can be helpful, and hopefully uh, there will be an incentive to get people to stop doing that. Hey, uh, when you come back, we'd love to hear what your password is because I, uh, I'm oh. supposed to be filling some paperwork oh. out. I don't remember what oh, my password is. I, it's always a derivative of the same thing. What is my password after this on KMOX? So I need a capital letter, uh, some type of a, 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 sign, a sign, a phone, a number, Dollar or an exclamation point, a question mark. I hate this password game thing that we do everywhere on everything. There's got to be a way. You know, you can't, you're not supposed to use the same password for everything. But you have to. How would you ever remember them? Exactly. And then, and then, so you end up taking your password that you've used for everything, which you're not supposed to use for everything. Yeah. Cardinals 2012. And modifying the password. And then you add another dollar sign here and another exclamation (laughs) point. And and, and then pretty soon, you got no idea. What anything is today? Have you had it say to this to you yet? You've used that password before. Oh, you need a different one. Yeah. Uh, ew. And, and and so today, on, on today, phone, what happened to you today? So the Apple ID. Yeah. It tells me I got no cloud left. Oof. And so okay, you need space. Two dollars and ninety nine cents a month. All okay, right, I'll fine. give it to you. Uh, so I get it, and then it says Apple ID password. Uh-huh. Wow. Cardinals 2012 exclamation point smiley face. What I thought it might be, I put in. It's not that. <laughs> so then I thought, well, okay, fine. Then I added another thing. <laughs> I did that. It's not that. No. And so I can't add more clouds because I don't know the password. Right. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, and then uh, and then and then have you ever gotten then, locked out because you've yes. done the wrong password too many so, times? And here's here's the other horrific situation uh-huh. I'm in. The email associated with my Apple ID password is an email that I've not used in seven years. You don't know the password to the email. I don't know the password to the email. Uh, so it's it's not good, Michael. No, I think somebody could make billions of dollars if they could figure. Here's what. Here, the phone can look at me and know that it's me. Yes. Why couldn't it just use my face as the password? Yes. Or, or my thumbprint. Or your eyeball. Or, or my eyeball. Yeah. I mean, the phone can rearrange satellites, but it can't use the same password that I've used two years ago. I, I'm, I, it's, Speaking of two years ago, I'm going down to spring training, brother. You don't say. You're leaving I'm going to go down there. There's, I'm going to check in on this team. After last year's performance, every week. I think I need to go down there and, and personally check on the, the Metamucil supply. For the pitching staff. For the pitching staff. Uh, check and make sure we got enough painkillers for all the guys who may be mm-hmm. over to Hill. Yeah. Um, and I want to see what this ball team is going to look like. going to be good. You think? Well, I love your positive outlook. Well, here's the thing. So you got you got Arenado at third. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a better year than he had last year. Well, just Whatever showing up that should was. be better, right? You got Mason Wynn at shortstop. He's dazzling hit. with a glove. Well, he didn't hit last year yeah. in the big leagues, but he's he has hit at every level he's played. Mm-hmm. He's going to be more uh, productive offensively this year than he was at the end of last year. Okay. Brendan Donovan at second oh, base. Oh, yeah. 
one of the most consistent on-base players in the game, uh-huh. solid defender, a gold glove winner at one point, and then Paul Goldschmidt over at first base, who also had a down year last year. Yeah. That infield is solid. Right. Now you go to the outfield out there, Michael. Yeah. Uh, Jordan you, Walker. You got you got Lars Newtbar oh, out Lars. there in left field. Two A's, uh, two O's, two O's, and two A's. Two O's, two A's. High on base percentage, probably your leadoff hitter mm-hmm. for this club. Tommy Edmond in center, who's a very good, productive hitter and can cover some ground in center field. And then Jordan Walker in right field, his second year in the big leagues. This guy's going to be a superstar in Major League Baseball. He will be a top twenty player in Major League Baseball a year from now. I predict. Behind the plate, you got Wilson Contreras, who's the second half of last season was the best After they quit blaming catcher them for everything. in baseball. Yeah. And a, a starting rotation that's going to give you innings and a much deeper bullpen than we had. This team is going to do well. What makes me nervous about the starting pitching is I've heard described, oh, that guy can eat some innings. That guy can eat some innings. Yeah. Okay, well, what are we going to do? Just sit around and eat a bunch of innings? I mean, don't we have to score some runs and we're gonna score stop? Runs. We're, okay. we're going to score runs. The defense is going to be better this John, year than it was last year. John, I cannot you. go through another year like we had last yeah, no, year. No, no. Because, I mean, it's going to be bad enough that we're going to watch these two old men fight it out for president and the stuff that's going to be said. We're going to want something to distract us. And if we St. Louisans have to go through another year like we had last year. Not going to happen. And if they start using that word early, you just got to be patient. Not going to happen. You just got to be patient. This team is going to is going to far exceed. All these all – these... Nabobs of negativism out there, Michael, uh, need to understand that this team is going to be very good. And we're in the National League Central, which is the easiest division to win yeah. in all of baseball. Uh, I think I think we're going to be very pleasantly surprised. Who are you most excited to see come to town? Because, you know, now we play everybody. Um, who are you most excited to see? Because I've never seen Shohai in person, so I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing him. Well, he'll be here. And, yeah. uh, in fact, the Cardinals are going to open the season in L.A. against the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers, and is it the Padres that are playing uh, overseas mm-hmm. to start the season a couple of games? Uh, but then the Dodgers come home uh, to the Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium there. You ever been there? Uh, never have Great been. place. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll Possible bet. to get there traffic-wise. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. Yeah. Uh, and Sonny Gray will be making the start for the Cardinals that day, the opening day of the season, you got to believe. And uh, Shohei will be the DH this oh, year. Oh, is that right? Because he, he can't pitch. He can't throw. Right. And so he'll be DHing. I'll tell you, that Dodger lineup, man. They got what two or three guys in the top ten in, yeah. in all of baseball. I mean, it's a, they are a powerhouse team, and we'll see if you construct a team like that if they can actually win. Or you know, the Padres spent all that money last year and did well, nothing. If if the Angels are any uh, indication, they've always had the talent and never can put it together. Now I would blame that on management. The Dodgers seem to have. A little better situation. Were you surprised to see Mike Trout say he's going to stay with the Angels? I was, but I don't know that that's uh, long-term. But we need to step aside, Michael. It's Chris and Amy coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis. I want to thank James O'Sullivan, who's magnificently performed his duties on the board. He's Michael Kelly. We'll see you right around the corner after the news right here on KMOX.